0: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and today it's Zine Thursday. I'm joined by my
1: co-host, Light the Light Fingered Thief. Welcome. Hey, Logar. Welcome. This is uh, one of the first times I've joined you for a Zine review, so looking forward to it.
0: Is this your first Zine review?
1: It might be. I f- no. You know what? I've done a couple of Zine View views before with. um It might have been first some of the oh. stuff from Filatry.
0: Yeah, I think that we did. Yeah, we did do a couple in the past.
1: Yeah. And it's been it's been a, it's been a while though.
0: <laughs> now this one you're looking at eyeballing, running this here game for our Halloween game because we like to do holiday games,
1: correct? Correct. So we are talking about liminal horror. We're talking about potentially running this one for our Halloween session, as Logar mentioned, because it's a nice. Quick easy rule set that we can pick up and make characters very quickly.
0: Yeah, I what I like about it. I'm just gonna start with this. It's very much takes from things like Nave and Karen. And it's, yep. it's very much built on Karen. And one of the parts about getting to know your character, rolling up your character, you do uh I, I'm gonna just skip ahead on page eight and nine. There are different charts for getting to know your character.
1: Yep. Getting to know your character in terms of what? Your background, your ideology, your beliefs,
0: your trait. It uses vice and virtue type stuff. I think they call the one flaws, virtue, physique, face,
1: <laughs> misfortunes. <laughs>
0: well, you know what? Uh, here we go. Let's say we've rolled up a character. I'd like to roll on these two and to see what we know about this character that we've just rolled up. So we got to. The first one is
1: the abyss, the abyss stairs. The back. abyss stairs back. Wait, first encounter with the unknown.
0: All right, go for it. You want to roll a 10 on there and see what it was, or you want me to? Why don't you start? All right, I've got a 10-sided die
1: here. And I so this is the- Limino Horror by Goblin Archives. It is a horror a horror RPG. So this character witnessed something in the darkness. What could it be? So this is a classless, rougelike game. So next one is Ideology and Beliefs. What is your character's initial ideology and beliefs? What lens do they use to interpret the world around them to guide them towards their action? I wrote a sorry, I got to check this at a 10. Ooh, you believe in the power of community. Mutual aid. Mutual aid.
0: I appreciate that. Yes. Connections.
1: Connections. You want to roll on that one.
0: This one significant person to the investigator list one contact. The investigator has. So I guess we're going to roll two connections. I rolled a seven, which is hero. So one of my connections is a hero. Is that the personal or is that the contact?
1: I guess you're, why don't you go significant person? And then my contact is I wrote a two, which is a lover. Ooh. Oh, Oh, could be the same. Could be the same.
0: <laughs> That's the contact. The hero is a lover yes <laughs> now for character traits, this is what i really like here i like these uh, in fact uh yeah i'm a big fan of these character traits they do these in a lot of like rogueland and karen and stuff like that
1: number one is physique you want to roll that or that'd be a 1d 10 again physique yes. i will roll a five he's a or they are a rugged person rugged physique i'm gonna roll the virtue i rolled a
0: five as well
1: gregarious gregarious and, and rugged gregarious and rugged maybe it's a like bear grilles uh <laughs> face i wrote a sharp face eight sharp face flaw i rolled a 10 which is vengeful, vengeful. Ooh, why are Ooh, they vengeful vengeful and gregarious <laughs> this could be an interesting character i wrote a nine for speech so very precise
0: then misfortunes. I rolled another 10 is exiled. Maybe he was exiled. Maybe that's why he's exiled.
1: Vengeance. It could be. He's I'm going to bench- roll a d20 for their background, which was on page seven. So I wrote a 12. They're an, a writer, an author. Ooh. Ooh, this could be interesting.
0: They have some interesting, interesting backgrounds there uh, archivist, old money, gig worker, social work, so Stater. on and so forth. <laughs> then so let's let's talk about how this game plays it mechanically if you're familiar with a game like cairn it's almost the same but there is a slight adjustment they've
1: added this control which is related to their what the stress and fallout perhaps
0: yeah so instead of like how it did the insanity tables and things like Beyond the Supernatural or Call of Cthulhu, we're leaning away from insanity in this and kind of looking at a different approach to what happens in the horror. So there's the fallout table. So you you kind of get these points, whatever that leads to fallouts and the different things that happen in the fallouts. So what are the fallouts? Let's roll a 20 and look at one perhaps and, and talk about it. Maybe you can look at two and kind of discuss what happens to your character if they get enough of this essentially stress or, or, or nightmarish things happening. To yeah. Them.
1: So stress is like mental damage that targets your control instead of your strength. Well, physical damage would target your strength. So if you, yeah. if you uh, take enough stress, then um, guess what? You have bad shit happen, which is fallout. So fallout in the core book is a D20. In the Liminal Horror of the Mall, they have other fallout tables as well, too.
0: I think the idea is that the DM is, or the GM is supposed to create fallouts as well, depending on the situation. It's supposed to fit the horror itself that you're playing. Exactly.
1: So I wrote a 14 on the fallout table, marked by fear. The core of your being
0: has been twisted and changed. When you act in a way that manifests your marked fear and have to make a save... Roll two d twenty and take the lowest result. When you resist an opportunity to indulge the fear, take two d four stress. Create a f- fundamental fear with your facilitator. What type of fear would you be wanting to have? Fear oh, of clowns? Oh no, I love clowns. I'm a clown <laughs> okay. fan. I anti- mean, I'm against afraid clowns. <laughs> 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 They're cool. I remember seeing them at the circus when I was a kid. I thought they were the neatest things on earth. Right, I'm going to so be afraid of what am I afraid of? I'm going to be afraid of authority figures
1: and law enforcement. Well, I think that's <laughs> normal for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so Let's what happens? It. What happens if you see the mall cop?
0: <laughs> oh, I'm going to run. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I rolled an 11. I'm going to check one more out real quick, at least because I think these pilots are cool. We got threshold. There is a pale door with a black handle. It is unremarkable other than the fact that this door can seemingly appear anywhere. Sometimes the door is in places it should not be. Sometimes it stands alone, attached to nothing at all. The one thing you are sure of is that it is the same door each time. One you have not yet been able to open.
1: Hey, that's similar to the door that we saw in Stranger Things, right? That kept appearing in front of all (laughs) the people. Or the clock, I think it was. The clock, that
0: clock thing, yeah. It was the
1: clock thing. So the game itself, I mean, what we, it's very quick and short. You have strength, dex, and control. You have health points, essentially. You have uh, armor and stability. And then it also uses inventory slots, similar to what we do in Cairn. And that's it.
0: <laughs> One thing I like that, that's in here that's not in other games necessarily is that the, at the back, there's kind of a GM section for creating your adventures. It starts with like a sort of like a mini bestiary. on like, it's just a two page spread. Yep. Uh, But after that, you get a spark table. Spark tables are a tool used to quickly inspire ideas to generate results. Roll 2D20 and combine them. So you've got these different 20D20 charts full of words, the first word and second word. And it, it shows some examples at the bottom. Twisted nexus, festering swarm, flesh sigil, embryotic infestation, and then it also gives you a mystery framework, creating your own mysteries. This frame can be used to create mysteries for liminal horror. The subsequent mystery, plague of frogs, which is in here for you to play, acts as an example of mystery components. And you have another little chart here that is a. Uh, oh, what is this? Is this a? Is this the thirty? Is it a? I'm not sure 100%. It, it, it Oh, it's to the pages. Never mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there's like you, hooks and clues and yeah. new monsters on, on page 30.
0: So what it gives you is, is how to pretty much come up with that. It gives you touchstones. You create a list of films, games, comics, concepts. You come up with your comment, your factions. You come up with your factions, their goals. You doom clock, which is something we might want to talk about a little bit. Yep. Hooks, potential clues, NPCs, and locations. It kind of gives you this little structure for coming up with the adventure. And as it says, plague of frogs is the example mystery they give in here. It's just a couple of pages, but looking at the the way that this approaches and, and illustrates how to put together the adventure, it's very uh, concise, relatively simple, not over convoluted, and it seems like it it's it's some good good stuff to follow in coming up with adventures for this. I appreciate it a great deal.
1: Yeah, it makes it very quick to generate adventure because it hits all the, all the key points and then uh, also lets the players wander around and create sort of their environment as well too.
0: Yeah. At the back, there's a one-page rule summary that goes, everything, goes over everything from going over this, what's your attributes stand for, how do you do saves, hit protection, which is something that Karen and this does equally instead of doing hit points, which works a little bit different mechanically than doing a hit point system. It goes over the healing, deprivation, inventory, magic. And the magic in here is also a little different. It's kind of very freeform, it seems.
1: Yeah, um, it's a little bit too freeform for me, actually. So I don't know if we'll be using magic in our game or not.
0: Yeah, there's uh, you're kind of like com- like combining words. It's more of like going off of inspiration from the random charts is how it approaches it. I kind of like that in these games as I'm a fan of that. Um, Looking through here this also has principles for facilitators and principles for players, similar to what Karen does and kind of a guidelines on how to play the game or how to run the game and what you're looking to do. And kind of, uh, I don't know, it gives the game philosophy, so to say.
1: Right. Because this game is not going to be a game where there's a lot of combat because you're probably going to die if you run into combat for this one.
0: I'm imagining a lot of these aren't. Long ongoing campaigns necessarily ran with this, but I might be wrong. You could definitely do an ongoing campaign.
1: You could, because there is no leveling up in these, yeah. You know, rules light systems. There's no XP or level one, level two, level three.
0: A lot of them there are, but this one there is explicitly not. If I'm correct, there's not in this one. Yeah. So and and it touches on that. I want to. I'm glad you brought that up because I almost forgot to bring that up. Growth. There is no leveling or mechanical experience in liminal horror. Success and failure lead to memorable stories, building relationships, encountering void touched relics and stress fallout lead to character growth. So the evolution of the character is not a level up
1: one. It's what's happening in the game, right? Is it experience of the game? And as it says, the stories that you create with your party. Yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: I I think it's a good game. I'm going to be honest. I think that we're going to... So right now, there's been a lot of little adventures and stuff popping up, jams and stuff popping up around it. I think this game is going to just continue to get more popular and pick up speed. There's already some pretty good little modules and zines out for it. I think that this is... uh, I think you all need to look at liminal horror and you're looking to run a horror game. You know, a lot of us, horror games are... I mean, Call of Cthulhu is like one of the classic games, you know, <laughs> Yeah, it is,
1: you know, cosmic horror, you chill. Yeah.
0: Um, what else is there? You got chill. You got things like cult um, beyond the supernatural. There's tons of horror games out there. And I think that ha- seeing something like this in the, I guess, more of an NSR OSR sphere of a rules light approach to that is really cool. I'm looking at this thinking, you know, I could easily take some of my bigger, more, more impressive, like Call of Cthulhu games and books and adventures and monsters and quickly and relatively easy because it's not too convoluted and it's not as complicated. I could easily use most of that in here. I just have to kind of come up with it, my own stats for things when we run across certain horrors, I think.
1: So, no. So, looking forward to this one. So, again, we're considering running this one for our Halloween game for our game, private game group. And uh, yeah, we may run the mall or um, another mall adventure of sorts. So it'll be nice and retro again. Yeah, it's, it's it's a good game. I
0: can't wait to try it out and give it a whack. Um, I think that, overall, I, like if you're trying to start a one shot, it looks like it's gonna be really fast and rolling up that character. There's not a whole lot to it. most of it's just random charts. Write it down, make your roll in the chart, the background, stuff like that. Your starting gear is pretty minimal. You don't get a whole lot of stuff to start off with. You don't think you need a whole lot of stuff. you you get a you get a cell phone. Uh, it's either a flip phone or a smartphone. you kind of roll on that. And then like you know, you come up with things like your name and clothing. Uh, there's also some stuff on rolling up your party, why rolling why the party came together and stuff like that, and your party bonds, which is pretty good. They give some information on running uh, vehicles in the game as well.
1: A Well, bit. the curious one is they have a doom clock, which sort of forces oh, yeah. the action to move along. So I am curious about the doom doom clock.
0: So you want to talk more on the doom clock, or or what page was that at?
1: <laughs> uh, so the doom clock is on page twenty nine from from their example but they have a doom clock in, in their mall adventure as well too but it's pretty much a sequence of events that's going to happen over time to keep the investigators moving on the adventure so that they don't just sit around and get stuck yeah. they're going to have to it's going to force them to keep moving otherwise bad things are going to are going to happen
0: yeah and hitting those certain certain goals along there and, and trying to adding that element of the zoom cock or the countdown kind of adds that tension to a horror game that's one mechanic that i've seen a lot when people are trying to do horror type games that's about all we have for today if you've enjoyed what you've heard please give us a positive review wherever you're listening you can find us on facebook search "Wobblies and wizards wildlies and wizards.com is our blog i'm on twitter at logar crom we're on patreon we can really use support patreon.com backslash wildlies and wizards and keep those dice rolling well fast for them high